Welcome back to the Auto Fade Podcast, brought to you by Stoney and the Kid. Brought to you by um, Kroger. Uh, shout out Kroger. I'm just gonna yeah, start saying that we're awesome. yeah. We're, I'm just gonna start saying we're brought to you by wherever I got my dinner from the night we record. So shout out Kroger. Um, big week two for some of us. Not a big week two for me. Um, Stony, recap how head to head went last week. Yeah, overall good week for the pod. We went six and four overall. I went four and one. You went two and three. Uh, looking at my card first, uh, play of the week was Chiefs minus three. That cashed. Uh, favorite was Bills minus nine and a half. I said it would be 35 to 10. It was 38 to 10. Sue me. Sharp. Uh, underdog was the Titans plus three. That cashed second consecutive week that the pod cashed on Titans plus three. Uh, total was my only miss of the day. The Ravens, Bengals, under 46 and a half, soared over. And that was even with Joe Burrow being rusty. So bad read by me. Uh, and then my teaser with Falcons plus seven and a half, Patriots plus eight and a half came through. Looking at your card, Bengals minus three and a half was your play of the week. They lost outright. Uh, your favorite was the Giants minus six. They at least did come back and win to make it semi-respectable, but they did not cover the six. Uh, your dog of, dog of the week was the Falcons plus one and a half. Great bet. They closed as a favorite, but Shout one out. Sharp. So great line by you at plus one and a half. Uh, total was the divisional dog with the Dolphins Patriots under 46 and a half. That was an easy cash. And then your teaser, the Eagles minus one came through. And as always, the Chicago Bears let yeah. you down. They did not cover plus eight and a half. So through two weeks, I'm six and four. You're five and five in our point head-to-head competition. Play of the week is worth two. Everything else is worth one. I am up eight to six through two weeks. Um, and yeah, what through two weeks, what are your what are a couple takeaways that you had either from last week or just kind of two weeks and what are what are you feeling? How are the vibes? The vibes are not great. Um, I think the Bears suck, which is is bad. Um, I, I feel terrible about where we're at as an organization. I don't want to quit on Justin Fields, but I feel like I should. So that's a tough spot to be because I, I want Justin Fields to be the guy so bad. I think we have the wrong coaches. I think we have decent pieces, and I think our GM is good. But the Bears suck, and I am compartmentalizing the Bears from my brain. I will still watch their games. I will still <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I will still hope that they win, but I, I, I know that they're not good, and so we're going to keep it at that. I'm not going to expect anything. Other than that, um, Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow, but what is going on with Joe Burrow? That's my main question. I don't know. I, I don't think he's healthy. I think, obviously, there's reports that he's not healthy. Everyone knows that, but I, I, he just doesn't look right. I don't know if I'm going to be like, oh, the Ravens are just really good, and the Bengals have just – out of the gate, had two really tough games. I think I think there's a problem in Cincinnati. I don't think it's full panic mode yet, but I think there is something's not right. And I know they went 0-2 last year and made it to the AFC Championship game. I get all that. I think they can right the ship, but there is, there is a big question mark with Joe Burrow right now. I think he's going to figure it out, but it, it's just really weird to see. What about you? 
Yeah, I mean, first thing I had written down was Bengals and Chargers both starting 0-2. So you touched yep. on the Bengals. I mean, if Joe's not right, I think the Rams can come in there and beat them. And then they're 0-3 and their season's pretty much done. Um, but yeah, I mean, even starting 0-2, 10% of teams that start 0-2 make the playoffs. And right now we've got, we were both high on the Bengals, and I know you love the Chargers, and they're sitting at 0-2. So you touched on the Bengals. Uh, looking at the Chargers, I mean, it's possible that Brandon Staley's coaching for his job this week. I don't want to overreact, but I think the GM has got to just be sitting there thinking, I have a top five quarterback. I have the most expensive defense. We hired a defensive coach, and through two weeks, our defense is the worst in the NFL. That does not add up. Um, this is a game where they're 0-2. They're going on the road to Minnesota. I think Brandon Staley might be coaching for his job. If they go to 0-3 and the defense gives up 30-plus, he might be fired Monday morning. So I think that's something to watch for. Um, another another storyline is I think the Panthers have to be kicking themselves right now for two reasons. One, they gave up DJ Moore, um, which is probably the only piece they should have tried to keep when you're going to get a rookie quarterback. You always want to have a wide receiver one there. And instead, they left Bryce Young with a bag of chips and Adam Thielen, which isn't saying much. And... You're also looking at it like, well, at least Bryce Young was supposed to be able to come in and be productive right from the get-go. You know, he was supposed to be the most pro-ready guy. Um, doesn't have much of a ceiling, but at least he'd be productive early on is what they were saying about him. And through two weeks, the project in Indy looks like he's ready to play right now. And C.J. Stroud looks great. So I think the Panthers have to be kicking themselves. I think they got the third-best quarterback in the class. Not a great vibe in Carolina right now and then a quick betting trend unders went 12 and 4 in week one the overs came yeah to the overs yeah 13 and 3 it's the highest over percentage in a single week since week four of 2008 just absolutely incredible so the public got killed in week one with all the unders the book set a bunch of totals at like that 39 and a half mark um daring the public to take the overs they did they cashed it'll be interesting to see what the books do in the next couple weeks looking at totals specifically but just thought that was interesting yeah we talked about it last week how unders uh were very trendy last year for a while and i think this was vegas saying we're gonna make an adjustment earlier than we did last year it's gonna be i think totals are gonna be a weird game for a couple weeks I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Next, they're going to end up split. It's just going to take a couple yeah. weeks to kind of figure out where the books can land. Yeah. Next, let's jump to Thursday night football real quick. Kind of take a look at um, the first game of the week. It's Giants at 49ers. Spread is Niners minus 10. They're at home. It's Thursday night. Makes sense. It's a weird number. Over, under. Is that 44? What you got here? Yeah, I mean, we saw this... 10 and a half, 11, 11 and a half um, for like the past 24 hours. And then a report from Brian Dable came out saying, oh, Saquon's not confirmed out. He's kind of a game time decision. I would be surprised if he plays. Um, so if you do like the Niners, I think it's like a small gift that you got to back down to 10 solely based on that report. Um, I do think most professionals are going to take the Giants here. It's just such a big number on Thursday night football. Um with the back door being open, like you truly would have to think that the Niners can beat this team by 20 plus points to feel good about taking minus 10. 
we saw what Daniel Jones did in the second half. Like this team's not going to give up under Brian Dable. I know they laid down a week one, but I just think that was kind of a perfect storm with the weather against the Cowboys. Uh, I would pass on the 10. If you can get the Niners at six and a half for the first half, I don't hate that look. I would play the Niners, if anything, early to just get out there, do their job, kind of pack it in for the next week. And I think the total is about right. I would lean over at 44 flat. I think that the Niners probably can get 30. And so it's like, hey, can the Giants get 17? I think they can. So I think this is like a 30 to 17 game. So I would lean Niners early and slight lean to the over, but probably won't have anything official on this one. Yeah, I think I agree with you on most fronts. Though I, I've had a f- good feel for primetime games early on this year. I think most of my wins have come in primetime games. And the logic of betting this game would just go against how I usually bet primetime games. Primetime games, it's usually the dog and the under. That's usually what I try to take to the bank and – here I would the only way I would lean is is Niners a little bit and the over. I do I do kind of like the over. I think the like you said, I think the Niners can get to twenty seven or thirty. And if that's the case, I think the over is a good look. I think they come out of the gates hot. I do like the I do like the first half look, but I, I would pass on the spread as far as a full game spread at, at ten. I don't like I I like the Niners at ten, but I don't want to take a 10-point favorite in a primetime game just in case the Giants suddenly show up. Dayball has a great game plan, and it's, you know, 24 to 20 or something like I that. I just checked. Niners are minus 6.5 at minus 125 right now, so I, I don't hate that. Yeah, I think the first half's a good look because Brock Purdy is going to be playing in the game, so that's what <laughs> I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy watching Watch the greatest quarterback, greatest quarterback in the game. Play football. Right. He's your new guy. You got to move on from Fields. You got to find a new yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I still. Hey, Justin Fields is still my guy, but Brock Purdy is. I think you can claim your. I think you can claim Purdy as your one B. Yeah, I think yeah, Purdy's my. He's gonna go in the Hall of Fame. I wish you could do. Imagine a future. Purdy you would Hall get a thousand to one. Imagine that it wouldn't cash until like twenty fifty eight though. But anyways. yeah. So that's Thursday Night Football. Let's go next to Stoney's Fantasy Corner. Who is someone I should pick up this week? Stoney, I went 0-3 in my leagues last week. I need some, I need some help. Yeah, we need to, we need to clean it up. Um, yeah. yeah, I think last week we had a couple hits. I mean, I told you Jared Goff at home delivers and threw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Um, great performance. I didn't see what he finished after the Monday night games, but I want to say he was around QB5 for the week. So great pickup there. And then Puka, I mean, I told you he was the number yeah. one priority. And, I mean, that guy, great name, great player. I oh, think he's man. a wide receiver one. Until Cooper comes back, I think he's a wide receiver one. But, anyways, on to this week. Quarterback, uh, it was gross. I'm not going to lie. There were a couple guys I liked right above the 50% mark. Um, but yeah, I settled down in Tampa. Baker Mayfield is going against the Philadelphia Eagles. No, I don't think he's some top 10 guy. So this is not, hey, uh, bench, you know, Dak Prescott for Baker. That's not what I'm saying. But Philly has allowed 300 yards and three plus touchdowns in weeks one and two to Mac Jones and Kirk Cousins. Uh, right now, the weakness of this team is their secondary. 
Darius Slay is a little banged up. Bradbury, their number three corner. Reed Blankenship, their safety, their safety. It goes on and on. The secondary is destroyed. Income, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I think Baker can get 300 here. I like points in that game. We'll get to that later. But I think, I think there's going to be points on both sides of the ball there. And I like Baker to air it out a little bit. So I think he's a confident start in two quarterback leagues. And if you're in a super deep 16-team league, um, you don't like your guy's matchup or the way he's playing, I think Baker can be streamable. Looking at the running back position, uh, obviously Nick Chubb went down last night. Jerome Ford is rostered in several leagues as a handcuff, but if he's out there, he's the number one priority. Not going to go on more about him because he's above 50%, but just he if he's out there, he's your number one claim this week. Uh, looking at Zach Moss. For the Indianapolis Colts, not a great week three matchup against Baltimore, but in week two, 18 carries, 88 yards and a touchdown. Absolutely dominated the snap share for the Colts. He is the workhorse moving forward. Um, more of a two to three week play with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, his return is looming, but I think if you need a guy where, say, Saquon's out or Eckler's out for the next week or two, I think he's a good plug and play low end RB2 this week for me. Uh, looking at two guys that are running backs in more of a long-term play, if you've got a good team, need a guy to just stash for later on in the year, two guys that would fit the bill for me is Jalen Warren for the Steelers and Roshan Johnson for the Bears. I think right now, everybody saw it last night, Jalen Warren is just a better player than Najee Harris right now. And that's just how it is. Um, Najee hasn't looked good. Jalen Warren has looked explosive. He's also the pass catching back, which is what we want in fantasy football. I think by week eight, he will supplant Najee. And I think similar things will happen in Chicago. I don't think that the current coaching staff has a ton of ties to Khalil Herbert. I think Roshan Johnson has popped in his limited opportunities. And hey, if the Bears, you know, kind of continue down the path they're on, I think it's going to be even more incentive to just give the rookie some playing time, see what they got. So that's two guys I like for more long-term. Not startable in week three, but I think are good stashes right now. Uh, I talked about a Rams receiver last week, and I'm going to go right back to the well. Last week we talked about Puka. This week it's Tutu Atwell. Um, this guy has Another been great name. overshadowed by Puka. Uh, first two weeks, six catches, 119 yards in week one, and seven catches, 77 yards with nine targets in week two. Look, Stafford's slinging the rock right now, and he can per he can support two fantasy wide receivers. And so I think Puka will have season-long value when Cup gets back. I'm not sure Tutu is going to be great when Cup gets back, but we still don't have a timetable on that. And in the meanwhile, I think he is a solid flex option. Uh, looking at the tight end position, this one's pretty obvious. I don't know why he wasn't really getting a lot of buzz after week one. It was kind of an overlook uh, on my part. But Hunter Henry is the tight end two right now in fantasy football through two weeks. And he's out there in 60 to 70% of the leagues. Five catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown in week one. Six catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown in week two with seven targets. Look, Mac doesn't really have a wide receiver one. And I think Hunter Henry is kind of his go-to guy in the red zone. And Max looked pretty good through two weeks, so I'm pretty optimistic about Hunter Henry. I think he's here to stay. I think he's a top 10 tight end right now for the rest of the season. So I think he's a great add. If, if you were a guy that 
stream tight end. Maybe you had a Jawan Johnson, something like that, and it hasn't worked out through two weeks. I think Hunter Henry is a great pivot. Uh, and lastly, for defense, I'm going to look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Their defense looked really good with Chris Jones back uh, against the Jaguars in week two. Uh, the Jaguars got down to the red zone all day and could not cash in against the Kansas City defense. And I think they have an interesting matchup at home against Justin Fields to where I think the Bears might put up some points, but we've seen Justin Fields hold on to the ball too long and also throw some interceptions. And so I think this is just kind of a sneaky upside play with three to four possible sacks, maybe a pick. They might take it to the crib, and I don't think they're going to give up more than 14, 17, 20 in there. So I like the Chiefs as kind of an under-the-radar defensive pick for week three. And yeah, let's uh, let's get into the Sunday slate. Well, that's uh, as much as I understand the Bears suck. That's a dagger to the heart there for the defense they're playing to be streaming. Anyways, let's get, let's jump into the slate. We talked about Thursday night football. First game on the slate, we have the Titans at the Browns. Browns are three point favorites. Over under is thirty nine and a half. I don't even want to look at the over under because. I would lean over, but I know I I would never I never will bet that because that's going to be public. I I think the Titans might be all right. I will admit, in the off season, I talked about the Titans being very very bad, but they have a great head coach, they have a good core, and they played like a really good football team on Sunday. I know the Chargers defense allowed the Titans offense to look maybe a little better. Than it actually is allowed Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill started slow, but he ended up looking like a good quarterback at the end of the game. So I don't know what to make about the Titans other than, hey, they might be a little bit better than I expected. However, I would lean Browns here. I think the Browns, this is a bounce back at home spot. Um, weird loss last night. Deshaun Watson didn't look good. I think he has an opportunity to look good in this game. I don't think it's a it's a big win by the Browns, so I'm not. I don't love the three, but I would lean Browns here. Yeah, um, slight lean to the Titans for me at three flat. I think this spreads about right. Um, I think the Browns was a little bit of juice with no Chubb. I think that's just going to put more of the offense back on Watson, which I think is just going to be high variance. I think he's a pretty up and down quarterback right now. And it's still to be determined if he can settle in and be that guy, or if this is just kind of what we're going to, what we're going to get out of him moving forward. Uh, I trust Brable a lot more than Stefanski, but I think both defenses can kind of dictate this game. The Browns want to be a run first offense. That's what the Titans thrive in. And this Browns defense is really good. I'm very concerned for Ryan Tannehill on Sunday. I think the Browns D line can get after him. So I think the spread's about right. If this was at three and a half, I would be on the Titans. Um, I would lean under on the 39 and a half. I think this is a gross game. This might be like 16-13. So I'd lean Titans just getting the three points, but lean under, but nothing official for me with where it's at. Looking at the next game on the board, the Chargers are going to the Vikings. Like I said, I think Brandon Staley's coaching for his job. Spread is Chargers plus one and a half. Over-under is 53 and a half. I've said all week, uh, I think if either one of these teams is at plus one and a half, it's a perfect teaser spot. This is two teams that both 
like to win close or lose close, and that's all they do every single week. So I think I would love to tease the Chargers up to seven and a half, um, getting Justin Herbert seven and a half points against Kirk Cousins. I feel pretty good about that. I think this is going to be a pretty public over. It started at 51, quickly jumped all the way up to 54 and a half, settled back in at 53 and a half. Um, I would I would ride with the public here. I would lean over. This feels like a 30 to 27 type game. Whoever has the ball last wins. So yeah, I would lean towards playing the Chargers up to seven and a half in the over. I don't really have a pick for just the straight money line. Yeah, I don't have a lean either. I would lean over as well. I think it's just going to be points on points on points. I think it's going to be Justin Jefferson over any prop you want to make up. I think great prop game. Totally agree. Both both of these defenses are are very bad, especially at least early on. But I, I think this is a super interesting game. I think the Chargers and you know Vikings didn't have a lot of hype coming into this season. I think most people expected them to come back to earth after all of the one score games that they won last year. And I think we're seeing that, but I also think it's crazy that these teams are both 0 and 2 and it's like a really weird like who's who game. So I'm interested to see what happens in this game. It'll be a great however, game. However, however I don't have a lean either way. Maybe like it's it's a prop game, maybe like a just over game just for fun just to say you did it. But other than that, I'm just interested to see what happens. Next is Pats at the Jets. Jets are two and a half point dogs at home. Over under 37. I like the Jets here. I think the Pats are really bad. I've talked about this. Um, interesting game with Miami in primetime. Primetime games, like I said, it's always a closer game in primetime, especially at home for the Pats. I, I don't think the Pats. It's similar to Vrabel and the Titans. Pats have a good head coach. They're always going to be in ball games, but I still just don't think they're a good football team. I like the Jets here. I think the Jets obviously have a loaded roster, and I think Zach Wilson, say what you want about him. Do I think he's a good quarterback? No, but I think the Jets will win this game outright. Wow. I feel pretty strongly about it. I think we might hear more about that later. Stoney, what do you have on this game? Yeah, I mean, I'll disagree with you here, but we've disagreed Beautiful. on the Patriots all year, and I'm 0-2 oh, yeah, baby. I can't – don't really have much of a leg to stand on, but whatever's left, I am standing on it. Um, I would lean to the Patriots here at 2.5. I think this spread should be 3, so at 3 it would be a no play. At 2.5, I would lean towards the Patriots. I do think that the Jets' defense will show up for this game. I think that you saw last week in Dallas – their defense just looked emotionally drained. It looked like, hey, it's been a long week. Short week, we just lost Rodgers. They didn't really show up wanting to play. I think they come back home, give the home crowd a spirited effort. I think this will be a low-scoring, close game. I would actually lean under, as crazy as that sounds, at 37. I think this is going to be like a, hey, three points is a lot in this game. Um, but no, I think Mac Jones looks pretty good. And I think he will get the job done and make enough throws I want to say Bill Belichick is 4-0 all time straight up and against the spread against Zach Wilson. So it's just kind of a trend thing where I'm favoring a coach that's had its number against a young quarterback. So I would lean towards the Patriots here. Looking at the next matchup, the Jacksonville Jaguars are minus 9.5 
hosting the Houston Texans, and that spread is nine and a half. The total is 43 and a half. Um, I think this is a gross plug your nose, especially if it gets to 10, but I would lean towards the Texans here. I think this is a big spread for this Jags team. They've moved the ball pretty well in their first two games, and their defense has impressed me, but they've had struggles in the red zone. And I was pretty impressed with C.J. Stroud last week. I think that first start on the road at Baltimore, that's a tough start. Uh, Got comfortable last week with week two, and you kind of saw him build confidence throughout the game. I want to say he threw for like 380 yards or something crazy. Yep. Um, A lot of it was in garbage time, but he did look good. And I think he's going to be improving. I think that's a confident group going into this week. And you know the coach is hearing about how his defense hasn't shown up through two weeks, and he's a defensive guy. So I think he gets them ready to go. I think the Jags win this game. If it was at eight and a half, I would not mind a six point teaser, but don't really want to lay the seven point minus one forty juice to get this down to two and a half. But yeah, nine and a half, I would lean towards the Texans here. Yeah, I don't know if I like a side here. I think Jacksonville wins this game pretty easily, but I don't know if it's by seven or it's by fourteen or it's by ten. I, I'm not I don't love a side here. I think C.J. Stroud did show that he was the most NFL-ready quarterback coming out of the draft this year. I think C.J. Stroud's going to be good, man. Um, If you saw some of the balls he threw on Sunday, I think he showed you that he's a dog. He is going to be a very good quarterback in this league. They they just don't have help yet. Um, I I do really – Don't sleep on Nico Collins. Guy's Uh, guy's balling right now. Guy's balling. I like the over here. I okay. think I think this number is where it's at, partially because Jacksonville held Kansas City to 17 points. I agree. And I really like the over here. I think Jacksonville is going to be able to score a lot of points on this Texans defense. And I think similar to last week, I think C.J. Stroud is going to be able to get some garbage stats and might throw up a couple touchdowns. And I, I do like the over here, especially at 43 and a half. You're getting a pretty good number there. That's my lean for that game. Next is Bills at Commanders. Commanders at home are six and a half point dogs. Over under is at 44 and a half. And I'll be honest. I really like two plays in this game. I don't know if we're going to hear about it later. I like the Commanders as dogs at home. Because I don't know. I know the Buffalo Bills looked like the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. I get it. I think the Commanders got a little bit of fight in them, dude. I think the Commanders are a scrappy team. I like them at home. Confidence is high. Bills just won by a million points. It's kind of a weird spot for them. I like the Commanders here. But... I also kind of like the under. So the dog and the under, going with the with the patented formula. I think the Commanders gave up and scored a bunch of points on Sunday in a game where that was supposed to be a game that flew under. If you look at that game on paper prior to last Sunday, Commanders and Broncos is supposed to be a game that flies under. And then all total of a sudden, thirty-seven and a half. And then what? The final total was what 33. 68. So I think, and the Buffalo Bills scored 38 points. I like the under here. I think that. On the offenses? All right. 
Yeah, I think I think it's a sell high spot for both teams. I think the Commanders. You know, I don't really know how they scored thirty five points on Sunday, and that's exactly why I'm going to take the under here. Selling high on both teams' offenses. I like I like two bets in this game. Yeah, um, I don't mind the Bills in a teaser. I think they win this game, um, but it might just be by a field goal or four points. So I. I don't hate your commander's take. I think if it got to seven, I would be pretty interested in the commanders. I don't think I could pull the trigger at six and a half, me personally. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bills win by like a touchdown. Um, and then, yeah, I I went back and forth on this total. So I'll, I'll just pass on it. I, I see where you're coming from with the under. I will pass on the total. Looking at the next game, the Ravens are hosting the Colts as seven and a half point favorites and the totals at 44 and a half. Uh, I like the Ravens as a teaser spot here, down to one and a half. We don't know who the Colts quarterback is going to be. Um, I think both of them present some issues for the Colts for different reasons. I think if Anthony Richardson's cleared to play, it's possible he's a little more hesitant to take off and run, which is his strength due to a concussion that he's recovering from. And then I think if Gardner Minshew's in there, um, he's kind of that backup that can – come in and sling it, but the Ravens are going to have a week of prep to where Gardner Minshew is going to be half of, if not more, of their prep. So it's not like the late surprise where he comes in mid-second quarter and can tear it up. They're going to be ready for him. And I would actually lean over here. Uh, the Ravens' offense surprised me in week two. It looked really good. Um, I might have sold them a little short after the week one performance. Lamar looked really good. And I think if Anthony Richardson does suit up, He's got some explosiveness with his legs, and I think this Colts offense has shown some shown, shown some life through uh, two weeks. They put up a good fight against the Jags, and I want to say got to 31 last week in Houston. So slight lean to the over at 44-and-a-half, and I like the Ravens as a teaser leg. Yeah, I don't really care about this game, if I'm being completely honest, but I think the Ravens, I think it's a good spot to tease the Ravens down. I think that's... The only way I would look at that game, especially with the um, – that we're not sure about who's going to play quarterback for the Colts. Anthony Richardson did look like a faster version of Cam Newton. I said that on Sunday. Well, I said the Cam Newton part. You said the faster. But Anthony Richardson looked like a playmaker on Sunday. He looks good, man. He looks good. Yep. And that was, that was your guy. You Everybody was like, oh, he was terrible in college. You were on him in the offseason, which is cool. But – yeah, I think it's a good spot to tease the Ravens. Other than that, I don't really care. Next game. Exciting game. Falcons at Lions. Listen. Nobody likes the Falcons more than I do right now. Nobody in the world. Week one, they beat the Panthers. The Panthers, how the Panthers do this year reflects my joy in the offseason, depending on their draft slot. So anytime the Panthers lose, I'm happy. Then you jump to week two. Not only were the Falcons my dog of the week, but they beat the Green Bay Packers. So nobody loves the Falcons as much as I do. But I think the Lions win this game by a lot. I think it's a bounce back spot. I think the Lions had a super emotional week one win. And even though it was a mini buy situation, I think the emotions were high. They might have got a little cocky. It's human nature to be that way. You just beat the Chiefs. You just beat the reigning Super Bowl champions, and now they came back down to earth. They lost at home to a Seattle team that had a bad loss week one. I think this is a perfect bounce-back spot 
for Jared Goff and the boys, my fantasy leader, to win by a lot of points. And, Sonny, I'll let you talk about the overrun. Yeah, um, in regards to the spread, I would slightly disagree with you here. I think that – I think it's possible that we're just overrating the Lions slightly. Um, I think the Chiefs offense is kind of going through it right now. And last week, the Lions looked exactly like last year's Lions to me, where it's like offense looks good at home, but defense can't stop anybody. And since last week, Justin Houston has been ruled out for six to eight weeks. Gardner Johnson's out. David Montgomery's leaning towards out. I'm just a little concerned about this Lions team as a whole. The injuries are really piling up. I think the spread should be three, so I don't mind you playing the Lions at that. Um, But at three and a half or above, I would lean Falcons. Um, Yeah, I like points here. Uh, The Lions have really piled it on when they're at home. Their offense looks sharp, and I don't think they have a great defense right now. The Falcons have scored 24 and 25 points in their first two weeks, so I think if they can get into the 20s, that's enough to push this game over. So, yeah, I would lean slightly to the Falcons if we saw a little Lions love throughout the week, and I would lean towards the over. Looking at the next game, Saints at Packers. Packers are minus two, over-unders 42.5. This was my toughest game of the week. I initially liked the Packers. Um, played them small, but got out of it. I've gone back and forth on this game. Um, I don't mind the Saints being teased up to eight. I think you have the better defense in this game, getting eight points. I don't mind that. But Derek Carr on the road scares me a little bit. Don't know what Jordan Love's going to do in his first home start. I guess his first real defense. Uh, But he has looked good through two weeks, so I just decided I'm going to stay off this game entirely. Yeah, watching the Saints last night, it was was weird. They – their offense didn't move the ball well against a bad Panthers defense. And I know that was that was kind of the Panthers defensive scheme. Like if you watch the game, the Panthers were playing pretty much cover four. You're not getting over the top anything in front of us. Kind of both defensive played that way last night. I think the Saints, I don't know what to think about the Saints. I think my opinion on the Saints hasn't changed since the offseason. It's like, they have a good defense. Like they have some playmakers. I think Chris Olave is really good. Michael Thomas is is showing back up, but it's still Derek Carr's team, and so I don't really have a side. I'm I'm never gonna side with the Green Bay Packers, but I don't I don't really have a side in this game either. Uh, next up is Broncos Dolphins. If the if the Broncos were at home, I would love them so much. But I do have a little bit of like hesitancy because the Dolphins are at home and there's going to be high vibes, great start to the season. I think this is a letdown spot for the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are really good. But I kind of like the Broncos here at 6.5. I think Sean Payton has has done well with the Broncos, even though they're 0-2. I think they've played better football. Russell Wilson has looked better. So I would lean. I would lean Broncos here. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is a good spot to catch the Dolphins. I lean towards the Broncos as well. I think my favorite way to kind of play the Broncos here with another out would be looking at the over. And the reason I say that is because last week the Broncos went from bottom 10 in neutral game script uh, pass rate in week one to top 10 in week two. Sean Payton's really letting uh, Russ air it out. And he's looked good at times. So I think that 
the Broncos might be able to catch the Dolphins sleeping early, maybe put up 14 quick, and then the Dolphins come back, score their usual 30, and this game goes over. So I'm a little too afraid to press the button on the Broncos, so I think an easier button to press that would kind of favor the Broncos' offense hanging around and making this a game would be the over. Uh, Looking at the next game, Seahawks are hosting the Panthers. Seahawks are minus five and a half, and the over-under is 42. Uh, I'll go first. So the Seahawks burned me in week one. Uh, They came back last week. I added them late, and they paid off for me. They beat the Lions outright. That's a lot closer to the team that I was expecting coming into the year. Um, And I think that you are having to pay kind of full price for the Seahawks here at minus five and a half. When it was at four about a day and a half ago, I love the Seahawks. I think five and a half, it's a slight lean to them. Where I would stop is six. So I would still play the Seahawks at five and a half, but I think you're kind of getting pretty close to a fair line here. But I think this is a tough spot for Bryce Young. First home start against a divisional opponent doesn't go well. Now on a short week, he's got to fly across the country for his first outdoor road game. Um, Atlanta indoors is kind of a, I don't want to say it's an easy environment, but it's not a super rowdy um, home crowd. Now he's got to go out to Seattle for the 12th man. And I haven't been impressed for two weeks. And so I would lean towards Seahawks here. No real feel for the total. Yeah, it's a good spot for Seattle, and I think you put it well by saying you have to pay full price. I think if this is at four and a half, I think you're getting a really good price with Seattle. But I ha- having to watch a full game of Bryce Young try to figure out NFL football last night was was bad, and so I think there's a little bit of like recency that plays into this. But I, I really like Seattle. I'm not gonna, you know, go full goblin mode on on. Bryce Young because I know there can be a switch flipped anytime and Bryce Young can end up being a, a really good quarterback but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon and I really like Seattle here I think it's a good spot it's going to be tough for Bryce Young to play against the the 12th man out there in Seattle uh, rookie quarterbacks on the road at tough environments is always is always tough. Next game's Bears at Chiefs. Let's please not talk about this game. We understand the Chiefs' defense is a good fantasy play. We all know what that means. The Bears are going to lose by a lot of points. I think this is also a get-back game for the Chiefs. I think they can put up a lot of points. I'll go ahead and say it. If the Bears get to 14, it's the right side. But I'm not going to be pressing the button on anything in this game. So we can just go ahead and move on. Perfect. Cowboys at Cardinals. Cardinals, same spread as the previous game. Cardinals are 12.5-point dogs at home. Cowboys are very, 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 very good. However, they're always very, very good early in the season. So, if you want to play the Cowboys, sure. I think they can keep this up for a while. I don't think this is going to sustain for the full season. The Cowboys look like the best team that's ever played football. I don't really have a side in this game. The Cardinals are a train wreck, even though they were up 50 to nothing on the Giants on Sunday. But I don't really like I, – I, I guess I would lean Cowboys because I think the Cardinals are that bad. But I don't really have a feel for this game. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get involved. I don't love huge spreads, but I actually would lean Cowboys here just because it's one thing to have like a good offense and then no show. But a good defense usually travels, and that's kind of what – this Cowboys team 
uh, goes on, Micah Parsons isn't going to take a week off. I mean, he is, he wants all the records, all the accolades, like the defense is going to show up. And I think the Cardinals kind of had their come home, like let's show a little life early in the season. And for them to blow that lead, I feel like that was pretty demoralizing. So we might just get a total egg here from the Cardinals. Um, so I actually would lean Cowboys. If you're going to play them, just get it before it gets to 13. I think 12 and a half. If you're going to play the Cowboys, just get it now. This probably closes at 14 plus. So um, looking at the next game, this is one of the most interesting lines of the week, in my opinion. The Las Vegas Raiders are now two and a half point favorites hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Totals at 43. I was looking at the lines on like Sunday night and the Raiders were plus one, plus one and a half. And I went ahead and took their money line um, Monday morning because it went to a pick them. And I was like, all right, you know, we'll kind of see what the Steelers do. The Steelers come out, they get a big home win, right? Against the Browns. I wasn't very impressed. So I was hoping that we'd get, you know, plus two on the Raiders, something like that to be able to tease them. Well, everybody's with me. The Steelers go out, win a big game. And what happens? The line just steams two and a half more points to the Raiders after they lose by 30. So if anything here, I'm looking towards the Raiders. I think this line tells you everything you need to know. I would not play it at three. I don't even love it at two and a half. Um, I think this is something where you'd want to take the money line, if anything. I don't really trust Jimmy G to cover any amount of spread. Um, And I think it's actually presented a decent teaser leg in the Steelers at eight and a half. I don't hate that. I think it's a low scoring game. But if I was looking toward a side here, I do like the Raiders. I played them. Don't know if I love it at two and a half, but I did. I will be on the Raiders. Yeah, I'll pass on this game. I think Pittsburgh's the better team. I don't think either team's great. I don't. I think Kenny Pickett's been very underwhelming after what we saw in the preseason. But I think the Steelers are the biggest fluke of all time. Correct. Um. I think Steelers are the better team, but I think Vegas is telling you what to bet here. The Raiders are going to win this game. I'm not going to play anything, but Vegas, again, they're just telling you what to bet. It's going to be the Raiders by anywhere from four to seven. Eagles at Bucks on Monday night. Super interesting game. I think a lot of questions will be answered in this game. I think there is a shot. The Bucks come out and play really well, and people are like, "Who is this Bucks team?" They were. I'll be honest. In my power rankings, the offseason, Bucks were down there, son. They had put it on the record. You you were vouching for worst record in football. Team. Hey, and I'll stand by it, dude. It's week three. Anything could happen. They could lose out. But That's Baker's right. played well. Baker's played well. He threw for close to four hundred, or was it? Over 400, I don't know. I turned the game off in the fourth quarter. I was tired of watching it. He he executed what he needed to execute within the offense on Sunday and the previous week. I think Baker's playing well. I think he's getting an opportunity to – he doesn't have to be the franchise guy right now. He just has to be a guy. He just has to execute, and that's what he's doing. I think the Bucks are playing well. Their defense is playing well. Mike Evans, even though – I didn't expect it. Mike Evans is still being Mike Evans, even with Baker Mayfield. Um, I think this Bucks team has an opportunity to show up and play really well in a primetime game at home. But at the same time, the Eagles <laughs> Eagles are a good football team, and, and there's a chance that they could stop all this. The Bucks are a good team, and they could come out there and, and hammer them. So I, I'm interested interested to see how this game goes. 
Yeah, um, I'm looking for a time to fade the Eagles. I don't know if it's this week, though. I wish mm-hmm. the Bucks. If the Bucks had lost to the Bears, we could have gotten seven and a half. This would have been a great spot for them to bounce back. But the Bucks are two and zero, and I think that um, some professionals were on this team before the season started, and they've come in. I mean, this spread was at seven, and it's dropped to five and a half. So clearly, they're taking a position on this team. I want to back the Bucks, but I'm just going to do it in believing in Baker Mayfield and attacking the weak point of this Eagles team, which is their secondary. Um, Mike get Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I think they can have some success attack downfield against this Eagles team. And I think the Eagles will be able to run the ball and do what they do on offense. So I would look towards the over here. That's kind of how I would fade the Eagles secondary, if that makes sense. Uh, looking at the other Monday night football game, quick, quick take. Do you like one or two Monday night football games? I personally, this last Monday, I've I really enjoyed two. I got to play, um, not officially, but I had a couple plays on a Monday night. Got to watch two games. The Panthers and Saints game flew by, and I enjoyed enjoyed the second game. I think because the first game was so bad, it was like nice that we had a second one. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of saved the night. If we had just had that Panthers game, I mean, it was bad night of football. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't mind two. Uh, looking at the second Monday night football game. Rams, Bengals, uh, big storyline here is Joe Burrow, obviously. The Rams were at plus six and a half. Uh, report came out saying Burrow status is up in the air, and the line has crashed down to two and a half. Uh, the over-under is 43 and a half. Uh, I, like, I like the Rams here. I think that at two and a half, I don't think you really play the spread. I think it's interesting to just look at them on the money line and just say hey do you trust Stafford to go on the road and either he's facing a banged up Burrow who hasn't looked very good or if Burrow's ruled out I think this game goes to a pick if not like Rams minus one or something like that so I don't mind the Rams on the money line I also don't mind taking them in a teaser up to eight and a half even if Burrow plays I feel pretty good getting eight and a half points the way Stafford has looked with this offense, I don't think Burrow's going to go out there and light the world on fire. So I think if the Rams can get to 17, 20 points, they would cover the eight and a half. So I, I don't mind don't mind it in a teaser one bit. I would stay off the total just because we don't know what Burrow's going to look like. But. Yeah, I was, I was literally going to lead with that. I I would lean over, but at the same time, it's it's hard to with the way Burrow's looked. It, feel, it feels great being right about the Rams. I, I didn't. I didn't pick them to. You know, I didn't pick them to make the playoffs or anything like that. But I did talk about how this Rams team. It was one down year. They have an opportunity to come back with a with a core of championship football and and be a better team. But at the same time, at some point, Burrow's going to snap out of it, and getting the Bengals under a field goal at home in a primetime game, it's like, man, it's tempting. I texted you earlier today, and I was like, there is a public side that is screaming at me, and it was the Bengals. Like, it's under a field goal with Joey B against a team that a lot of people thought was going to be a bad football team going into this year. Doesn't this line tell you he's not going to play, though? That's what it tells me. Like, why would it come down from six and a half? Like, I don't think that's just, oh, people are out on the Bengals. Like, a four-point line swing, I just think that tells you, like, it's 50-50 he goes. I think it could be that, but I think it could also be like the Bengals haven't haven't looked great. Maybe Vegas is just kind of 
protecting themselves for A, yeah, if he doesn't play, or B, if he just continues to kind of be mediocre like we've seen in the beginning of the year. I think it definitely could have something to do with the injury for sure. But yeah. I think it could also be like Vegas is being like, I don't want to mess around with putting the Bengals at three and a half again and getting burnt yeah, like we did last year. It's a tough game. Yeah, and, and it, it, I really would love to sit here and be like, Joey B's going to get back on track. I would Let's take the Bengals under a field goal in a primetime game. But If Burrow's in, I'm going to let the line go back up to like four and a half and happily take the Rams. That's where I'll right. be. I, I think he's hurt. I, I just – I don't know. I, I, I couldn't do it, but – I get it. Under a field goal, if you think he's going to play, take it now. Because if he's ruled yeah. in, it's not staying it there. Yeah. So, I get it. Yep, and that concludes the slate for week three. Now, on to the main event. The head-to-head draft. Quickly recap. The overall record, Stoney is 6-4 and four on 5-5. Five and five. I have 6 points. Stoney has 8 points. I went first week one. Stoney went first week two. I will get the first overall pick. This week, and Stunny, let's just be clear about the rules because I was a little all over the plate last week. It's a snake draft, so I get pick one, you get pick two. Yep, that's right. We're saving play of the weeks for last. We've pre-programmed them before the show, so we know what they are. They will not be included in the draft, but four categories, favorite, favorite, favorite dog, favorite total, favorite teaser. We can take them in any order in a snake draft format, and then we will end with our play of the weeks. All right, so with the first pick, mine, I, I, I'm I glad I got first pick this week because I really like, I really like, I'm going to go teaser first. Okay. And I am going to take the Ravens. We talked about it. It's a great teaser spot. So that takes them down to minus one and a half. I think they handle business at home with the Colts, who we don't know what the quarterback situation is. I think this screams. Great teaser spot, giving it, getting it at seven and a half. With a much better team is always a good look for the teaser. And with the second, I talked about it. I think they win outright. With a good defense, getting eight points of cushion feels really good. So the second leg of my teaser is going to be the New York Jets. Going to take it up to plus eight and a half. It's a big game, big divisional game. I think they had the week of like the week of depression with what happened with Aaron Rodgers, and I think they bounced back. I think Robert Sala's got the boys going. And those are my two teaser legs and my first overall pick. Yeah, um, I, I had both of those legs down, so I think that's a I think that's a solid teaser to start it. Uh, we just talked about this game, but I'm going to go back to Tampa. I really like this over. I like it at 46. Um, I think that Jalen Hurts in that offense um, found a little something in the second half with DeAndre Swift. I think they put up. 27, 30 points, and I think Shake and Bake is going to be able to fight. Uh, Shake and Bake. He does not care. He'll he'll continue to launch it downfield to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I really like this over. I think this is like a 30, 20, 30 to 23 type game. I like the Bucks to put up some points here, uh, make it competitive, and a little higher scoring than people realize. So, yeah, I'm going to take Eagles-Bucks over 46 is my favorite total of the week. Looking at another play here, um, I am. I'm gonna go back to the well. I don't love this number. Oh, geez. I wish we got the half. 
Oh, geez. But for the third straight week. Oh, my gosh. We're putting Titans plus three as the dog of the week in there. You cashed with them week one. I cashed with them week two. I'll go back to it. I don't love a ton of underdogs this week. I'm getting a field goal with Vrabel against a quarterback that's inconsistent. They just lost their running back. I think this is – I think it's kind of a coin flip game. It wouldn't surprise me if the Titans can somehow win outright again. So I wish I was getting three and a half. But at three, I still lean Titans. It's my favorite dog of the week, Tennessee Titans. Let's see if they can go 3-0 and for us on the pod. That's disgusting. Somewhere Chance Marathew is having a it's party with that one. That's yep. – that's disgusting. Okay. This next one's tough for me. This one's tough. This one's tough. Okay. All right. I can't do it. I can't do it, man. All right. So I'm going to go with my favorite total just to get that out of the way. I am going to go. With, I'm going to go with Washington and Buffalo under 44 and a half. Wow. I think, like we've talked about, I think it's a it's a sell high spot for both offenses. I think Washington at home keeps the game close. I think they have a much better defense than the box score says from last Sunday. And I think it's it's a number that I, I saw it originally. And if you have to second guess a number, there's usually a reason for that. And I'm going to take the under the Washington and Buffalo. I think it's a close game. We talked about this. I like the, I like the commanders at seven, too. I think I, I would play them at six, but I like them at seven. With my favorite. I don't know if. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna plug my nose a little bit. I'm going to I'm gonna take Denver plus six and a half as my favorite dog, dude. I knew it. <laughs> I was eyeing this as soon as I saw the lines come out. I think Sean Payton has done a much better job than Owen two. And I think the Dolphins, it's it's a let it's a letdown spot, just like I talked about previously. Is it a play that I'm super confident in? But no. But there's a reason that it's not at seven. Um, if 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 they wanted it to be at seven, it would be at seven. So I think you take Denver at plus six and a half. So that's my favorite dog. Yeah, I wish you uh, took a little more time there because I am I'm a I'm struggling a little bit here with the favorite. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with my teaser real quick. Stall for a little more time. I'm gonna take the Rams up to plus eight and a half, like we talked about. Um, just a lot of uncertainty there. I think you either get a not 100% Burrow or the Bengals' backup quarterback. I'll take Stafford getting 8.5 points pretty much against anyone in the league right now. I, I I trust Stafford to get under that number somehow, some way. He's playing really good football. And I will pair the Rams with – give me the – let me make sure it's still at the number. Yeah, give me the Chargers plus 7.5. I think it's a back-and-forth game, but I think it will be a one-possession game. So – I will take the Rams plus eight and a half, Chargers plus seven and a half as my teaser for this week. Uh, favorite, favorite. This is the hardest category for me. Oh, um, I'm gonna. Yeah, I agree, yeah. I'm gonna go back to a team 
They burned me a week one. I don't love the number as much as I did a day ago, but I think they get the job done here. No. Man. Just saw the Cowboys at the bottom of my page, and I was like, well, the Cardinals are bad. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to go with what I what I planned coming in. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks, minus five and a half. Yeah. Uh, I still like it under six. I think, like I said, it's a tough spot for Bryce Young traveling cross country. I think the Seahawks got a little bit of their swagger back. I do think this is a little bit of a low-scoring game, but I think that the Seahawks can get to like 23, and they win this game 23-16, something like that. So for my favorite favorite, I will take the Seahawks minus 5.5. Yeah, I did, a, I did a bad job of drafting for value there. I should have taken Seattle. I knew you were going there, and I liked Seattle. I would, I agree. Like the my, the favorite favorites, kind of weird. It's it's a tough it's a tough category to draft each week. And I don't it know. Means why. we're gross. We like taking dogs, which is good. Oh, I love dogs, and I love unders. Everyone knows I love unders. With my favorite favorite, I feel like I have to do it. I feel like as a guy who's sitting up here talking about gambling, I have to do it. I just talked myself into it in my head about three minutes ago. I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. Minus two and a half. I think you have to, right? It's telling you to bet. They were were in my top three or four favorites, so I get it. It it was the Cowboys. Raiders. I think you have to. I think it's similar to I see what's funny is I said it last week about the Bengals, but I'm gonna say it again. Vegas is kind of telling you how to bet this game. And it's weird that the Steelers got a big win in a divisional game and it, they show, okay, maybe the Steelers aren't gonna be bad. And then the steam goes to to Vegas. I think it's weird. I did I saw Pittsburgh minus one before the game yesterday. Um, in the look ahead lines, and I was like, mm, I kind of like, I kind of like Pittsburgh there. And then here we are betting Vegas as my favorite favorite. So I'll just go ahead and get my pod out of the way. Correct, making sure. Yep, making sure. I'll get my pod out of the way. Again, we've talked about this before the podcast. We we know what our play of the weeks are. My play of the week, I talked about it early on. I think the Lions win by ten. I think the Lions win by 10 on Sunday. I think this is a bounce back spot. I think I'll just reiterate what I said. I think it was an emotional week one win. They came home and they were kind of cocky. They were kind of high and they got humbled by, by a good Seahawks team. And they, and they let up a lot of points. And I don't think the Falcons can keep up with this offense. Yes. There's some injuries with Detroit. Yes. There's some things where it's like, is Detroit that good? I think they are. And I love the Falcons. I, I, I'm going to be a closeted Falcons fan this year because the Bears suck. But I think Detroit wins this game by a lot. I think they put up like 30, 34 points. And I don't think Falcons can keep up with it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely understand it. You're getting a buy low on the Lions. I mean, this, this spread open at five and a half and you're getting it at three. So I think the market kind of adjusted itself to where you're getting a good number on the Lions here. So I don't hate it. Um, I'm going to the same game, so it's kind of scary. We got to go two and zero in the same oh, game. Oh so man, 
to sweep the play of the weeks here. But I'm going Atlanta, Detroit, over 46 and a half. Um, started the week at 45. It's gone up a point and a half. Take it now. I would play it all the way up to 48, but I really, really like it under 47. Uh, I'm just going to read you the point totals of the Lions home games in 2022. And I think this year, right now, they have a very similar structure. Golf, good offense, struggling defense. Uh, so last year, home games, point totals, 73, 63, 93, 58, 24. Aaron Rodgers threw three, pick, three picks in the red zone, outlier game. 53, 54, 57, 51 in their first game this year, 68 points. Look, sometimes gambling's not that hard. This line shouldn't be 46 and a half. It's the Lions. They're at home. This game's going to have 50 plus points. That's just the facts. I just showed you eight out of nine home games last year, 51 plus. Last year, or last week, soared over versus the Seahawks. The Falcons, I think they can get to 21 points here. Um, and I think that's plenty. I think the Lions might put up 30 and cover, like you said. I think there's a chance the Falcons win like 27 26. But regardless, there will be 47 points scored in this game. That's a guarantee. That's my play of the week. 2-0 and in play of the weeks. Looking to go 3-0. and um, And yeah, to recap the card real quickly, uh, I am on Bucks, Eagles over 46, Titans plus 3, Rams plus 8.5, Chargers plus 7.5 is my teaser, Seahawks minus 5.5. Play of the week is Falcons, Lions over 46.5. You are on Jets plus eight and a half. Ravens minus one and a half is your teaser. Bills, commies under 44. Broncos plus six and a half. Raiders minus two and a half. And the Lions minus three. Now it is time to look towards the survivor pool for week three. Nate, your Giants almost got burned. Legacy comeback for survivor <laughs> pool. Where are you looking towards in week three? Yeah, just real quick, survivor pick. I would lean like I, I like the Seahawks. I think it's a good spot for the Seahawks. I think um, they're playing a really bad Panthers team, and that's pretty much my logic. I like the Seahawks. Yeah, I think that's just scanning the board, seeing if I missed anyone. I, I that's kind of where I was heading to. Um, let me look for a quick alternate here. Just to give two different takes, in case you, for some reason, used the Seahawks last week. Um, Imagine, that would be insane. Yeah, I, I think the play is the Seahawks this week. I think that you want to keep the Cowboys, keep the Chiefs, keep the Jags. Um, the Seahawks are in a pretty tough division. Uh, Cardinals can be feisty. I know they're not great, but like you, the Rams are improved and the Niners. So I think you take them at home against a rookie quarterback on the road. That's probably the best possible spot you're going to get the Seahawks in all year. So we will co-sign on the Seahawks being the week three survivor pool. Nate, uh, take us out of here. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm disappointed in my boy Miles Sanders last night. Um, moved down in the in the leaderboards for rushing yards but hopefully we're gonna have a big week this week so shout out to miles sanders he's gonna lead the league in rushing somehow this year but we will be back next week with week four hopefully sweeping the head-to-head this this week i think it's gonna be really fun to see what happens with both of our plays of the week in the same game 
But as always, go Bears, and we will see you next week.